0: All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation Podcast, and this is episode 233. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com/slash PS This is awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of a trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at AnchorList underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. As always, you can write the show at P.S. This is Awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, we are a video podcast as well, so you can watch our show if you prefer on our YouTube channel. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So for $1 a month, you can head over to to patreon.com slash PS is awesome and become a one dollar patron and get a free die cut vinyl sticker and a shout out on our show. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today?
1: Uh good. I'm trying to stay cool. It's I have air conditioning, but it doesn't work that great upstairs. Yeah. So it's hot as fuck in the area generally, but it's I don't know. It's I got a fan blowing on me. It's hopefully it's not coming through the audio, but it works pretty good. It's just as long as uh, as long as I have that fan on, I won't act- actively be dripping on on the podcast.
0: Fair enough. I like it. Yeah, same here. Um, I can hear a little bit of a shh, but it's I, it could be my room also because I have a, the door cranked open a little bit. So listeners, beware. We've been having some audio issues in the last two episodes and. I got I to gotta still hand it over to Ryan for suggesting us to use uh, whatever this is we're using, I don't, Discord. And uh, it is working really well for the video side of things. I'm just having trouble dialing in our audio so that it's balanced. So when I go to edit, I don't have like you really gainy or like me like really, really quiet or vice versa. So hopefully this is better. We, we check the meters again and I even them out even a little more. So um, we should be good. But, uh, yeah, it is really hot out. It's unnaturally hot out. I had a gig today out in New York. It's Sunday. I played one to four at this, uh, distillery called five and 20, um, brewing. And, uh, your wife actually came out there with me, I think on one or two occasions. And, uh, they always Mm -hmm. treat us really well. Like, it's really weird. Like, I couldn't believe how well they compensated me. And then like, they had these really good lemonade drinks and then, uh, They're like, you want another one? And they were like obviously alcoholic, but they were free and they are like $9 drinks. And I'm like, you sure? And they're like, yeah. So I had a few more than I probably should have had. So I had to wait around at the bar while I cooled down a little bit. (laughs) But it was so hot out, man. And they were pumping me full of drinks and water and everything. And uh, at the end of the night, they paid me and then they gave me a $100 gift card. And I was like this is insane. Like you guys are way too kind. So I went home with two really nice bottles of bourbon and, and uh one called applejack which is like I think comes from, you know, apples or whatever. But um mm-hmm. really stoked about it, man. Like uh yeah, I'm definitely going back there next year for sure. So anyways, on the way cool. home I, it, I what's that? I was going to say it's it's is it not big enough to get the band in there? Um I don't know that they want a band there. Josh Travis and his mm. band's playing there later this, later this summer. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where I, I've mentioned it a couple times. They have a barrel room that, that they have music in, and they have, like, this pavilion outside. And uh, to be honest, because there was, like, an impending thunderstorm, the crowd wasn't huge. But I, I did really well in tips, man. I made, like, almost 100 bucks in tips just three hours of just playing music. It was awesome. So there you go. Yeah. Little extra money for our record when when it's comes time to put it on vinyl cuz that costs an arm and a leg. So mm-hmm. I just keep banking all that up, man. In fact, I'm going to try to get some trailers on that tire, or, uh, tire tires on that trailer, sorry. Um for the August uh show we're going out to Indiana, PA to play. Um so we'll see uh that trailer's been sitting in the in the weeds for a very long time. I took it out on Friday and pressure washed it all down and kind of gave it a good look see and uh the wheels surprisingly still were inflated almost completely. Um, but the sidewalls were all cracked and nasty, so you know, I gotta get new tires on it and then I'd like to get like the bearings repacked and stuff on it, but I have no clue what I'm doing. So I talked to a guy and long story short, that's in the works, so maybe some of this gig money will go towards that. But uh it's just it's just constantly eating up your money and then giving you money and then eating up your money and then giving you money. That's what the music does. So, anyways, it's a labor of love. But yeah man things are good on my way home I listened to the new John Moreland record he has a new record out it's an interesting record if the listeners haven't ever heard of John Moreland he's a singer-songwriter out of Tulsa, Oklahoma man he's uh, he's absolutely fantastic um, this new record is a little more somber a little more weird a little more eccentric with like weird blips and bloops and like weird drum machine stuff that's purposefully kind of out of beat, but like, I don't know, it's not my favorite record of his, but he's got, he's got a few tracks on here that, man, I read a review for John Moran that a YouTuber put on one of his live videos and it was like, man, this guy knows how to break my heart, heal my heart and break it all again. It's like listening to whiskey. (laughs) And I'm like, what a fucking awesome, I'm going to steal that. That's such a good uh, quote. Um, But yeah, it's exactly what it's like listening to that guy just sing his heart out, so Anyways, that new record came out, so I'm pleased about that. So, it's been a good day, good weekend. Um, I'm also working on that custom campaign I made for HeroQuest, and uh, for whatever reason, all these fans made this uh, JavaScripted uh, Quest editor called HeroScribe, and I'm running it on my Mac, and uh, I won't get into the details, but it was working perfectly fine, and I could export EPS files out of it, and then convert those to PDF files, um, which... You know, use vector graphics so there's no loss in, in quality. Um, but the problem was was when I imported a new icon pack for the new Hero Quest because I wanted it to look current, like with the, the current like uh, icons and stuff, I can't export anything. So I spent four and a half, five hours yesterday importing all those icons one by one and retitling them so that the Java program would open and export correctly. So I'm finally... Finally on the home stretch for making my final quest booklet, so I spent so much time doing that dude it's stupid I was complaining to my brother about it too and uh, he was like, yeah he goes yeah making that stuff professional making it look really good is like not not a quick not a quick jaunt it's uh I've been working on that for probably like a year and a half those four quests it's ridiculous but I don't know I hope to put it online hope people love it give them all the assets I'm even like 3d printing custom bosses for it it's gonna be rad nice yeah well let's let me shut up and let's talk about some video games jake um games we're playing how we usually kick off the podcast i did not play anything new outside of i'm continuing to play through uh dragon's crown pro and uh playing a little bit. I didn't. I haven't really played the takeover any much more. But I know the quarry is on sale right now for less than fifty dollars on the PS uh, PlayStation Network Summer Sale. So I think it's like forty eight bucks right now. So that's a t- for, for which the quarry, the new one. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing with video games these days, man. Like, you you don't have to, like, buy them day one unless it's, like, God of War and you want to be, like, the first to fucking play and you don't want to get spoiled. Like, the Quarry came out, like, within the last month and it's already on sale for $20 off. So, if it's not, like, something you're going to play right away with when it comes to video games, they're getting discounted fast. So, anyways, that's on sale. I didn't pick it up. It's It expires August 8th, I think, that deal. So, if you're looking to pick that up for maybe a fall game to play... Now might be the time. It might be cheaper in the fall time if they if they run a sale on it. They might not because maybe they're intending to sell more copies then, because of the nature of the game. I don't know. It's a gamble, but I'll probably pick it up here. Um, but outside of that, man, I've been playing anything. I've just uh, I've been really tired lately after work. I've been coming home and napping. What about you? Uh,
1: no, I don't nap. Well, I do. I do. I will nap, but not not after work. It's too late in the day. I'll, I'll, if, like on the weekends, I'll nap before, basically I have to decide to do it before like two or three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. because I I absolutely can't stand taking a nap and then waking up and it's like the evening and then you got to like get yourself awake again just to get ready to go back to bed. I don't, I don't know. It just, it doesn't jive with me. Yeah. It's really hard. So, so. So typically, I'll come home after work. If I'm tired, I'll just lay on the couch for like 20 minutes, but I won't actually nap. I'll just lay there and rest my body, and then I'll get up and do something because yeah. I know if I fall asleep, it'll be
0: it'll be a nightmare. It's always my intention to not fall asleep, but when you get to be my age, man, sometimes you can't help it, and your body's just like, fuck it. And you just give up. You give in. You know what I mean? It's tough to get above sometimes, man, night taking naps. I uh, My job is absolutely exhausting lately. So, dude, I get home. I'm done at 315. I'm working the early shift now. And, like, dude, when I get home, I've been running a lot too. So that usually should energize you. But for me in this heat, like, it's just been wiping me out. So I don't know. Usually I find more energy when I run. But when I'm running in the heat, dude, no way, Jose. I'm just, I'm donezo. I ran this morning and I
1: was intending to run like – I was intending to run like six or seven miles and then I – it was so – I mean this was at like 10 o'clock in the morning. It was so fucking hot and humid Mm -hmm. that like I was like four and a half miles in and I started getting nauseous. Yeah. So I just quit. I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to be here fucking puking on the trail just because getting heat stroke. Just because, yeah, get heat stroke or something. Just because I want to like hit some quota. I, I think I'm going to be okay if I only run four miles today. Yeah. <laughs> I probably lost five pounds in sweat. So yeah, it's because uh, I, I do. I do. And to be honest, like I'm kind of pissed that I got uh, that I got nauseous because like. Have you ever had days when you run and then just when you're running, you're just like, oh, it's a good day. And, like, you can actually feel good when you're running and you can just go farther? Yeah, when I run in the morning, it's like that for me. Almost every time. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I had – that's kind of how it was today. Like, I just I, – I got up. I kind of milled around a bit and then, you know, played a little bit of PlayStation. Then I had a, um, you know, a little bit of energy – and then I went out to run and I was just feeling good. I felt like I could have run twenty miles. Yeah. And then like, you know, four and a half four miles in I started being like, Okay, well, I guess that's not happening. Yeah. But to be fair, you know, it's better safe than sorry. Like we've said, it's it's just too it's too hot. It's supposed to cool off. I guess we're supposed to get like insane thunderstorms tonight, and then it's supposed to be cool the rest of this week. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So Cool by summer standards, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, one of the crazy things about running that I've noticed, and then we'll get to video game talk, maybe we'll hear about what you're playing, but one of the crazy things about running that that I have noticed is that if I'm not worried about my pace, and I'm not worried about how far I'm going, and I just go out and I just run the run that I am meant to run that day, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to push myself, and I'm just maybe more of like a slower jog, not a slow jog, maybe a quicker jog. Dude, like, I don't even really sweat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really only start to get exhausted when I'm pushing myself. It's kind of nice to be at that point. I don't know how long I could do that for, but it's interesting because when I, when I you know, I'm on and off with running, but when I started back up this year, that, that was not even a possibility at all for me to probably even run a mile contently. But uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I can't. I mean... I don't run super fast because usually I'm running pretty far, mm-hmm. but because um, if I tried to run fast and far, I'd die. But I, I really struggle running like slow. Mm. Like for whatever reason, to me, it feels harder to run slow. Sometimes than it, it does is to run a little bit upbeat. It just feels like clunky and like I don't know. Like like I I, I had this. It, Slow for you, right? You're slow. Yeah.
0: Like your version. Yeah, so
1: it's like slow, slow for me. I don't know. Everybody's different. Everyone has their
0: own own pace. Yeah.
1: You know, like I, the first time I ran, did a five five mile run. I was like, okay, I got to pace myself, and I was like running really slow, (laughs) like doing like a twelve minute pace, just kind of like putzing along, and then like it's at one point I was just like, all right, I'm gonna pick it up a little bit and I actually was able to run easier if I just picked it up and ran like an 11 minute pace or mm-hmm. like a 10 and a half minute pace I mean of course I get you get tired faster right and it's harder on your joints and stuff but I just I don't know I just I feel like I'm um, maybe I'm just not graceful enough to do like that slow I think drop it's one thing.
0: of those things that like objects in motion want to stay in motion without friction you know what I mean so like if If you are moving your legs at a certain speed and you know leaning forward like you should when you run and then you're like creating extra friction so you don't go faster, I would imagine that's more difficult than just like picking your legs up and leaning and just letting it happen. you know what I mean like whatever your speed is i mean you're a little you're a little shorter than me and you're definitely way way lighter than I am, so that makes complete sense to me um mm-hmm. now for me, it kind of feels like like my my slow pace my slow pace is probably about eleven five. you know what i mean and then Mm -hmm. i can i can get around and and do a 5k with like a 10 and a half minute pace so you wouldn't think like that's big big uh change but it is when you're running that kind of distance so um yeah i don't know man i'm not a fast runner but uh i'll get out there and and uh push around on the track a bit and it's fun yeah, I, I, uh,
1: I enjoy it, but not as much as I enjoy playing video games.
0: Yeah, so what the heck are you playing?
1: So I finished up whatever – I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about last week. But um, oddly enough, I've been playing – so I've been playing Stray, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I've been playing a lot of uh, Destiny 2, actually. And yeah. just kind of getting back in because I haven't I haven't been on it since the whole Witch Queen thing happened and everything that I've heard is that like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And the Witch Queen is on sale right now for like $20. Cool. So um, I was thinking about picking it up, but I was like I never beat the Beyond Light campaign and all that. So I jumped back in and, <clears throat> and did that and uh, I'm starting to get the – starting to get – you know, kind of in tune with like the new systems and stuff, and they're doing like this this like solstice thing right now, yeah. Where like the whole it's like a summer themed event where like the whole tower is like overgrown with like green and stuff, and and you get like this special like a, like solar like sun themed armor, and then you can do these these special events that allow you to upgrade this armor and stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I. I don't know. Like I, I don't necessarily care for it because it requires multiplayer. It's it's like a strike kind. It's not really like a strike, but it's kind of like a strike where like you can't play it by yourself. You have to have like three people. Yeah. Um. So I haven't really been dicking around with that too much, but I have been playing a lot. And man, every time I jump back into this game, it makes me realize that Destiny Two is like God tier first person shooter. It feels oh, it's so, good. so good to play. It's so fun. It seems like every time I play it, it seems like it's gotten better. I don't understand how that's possible, and I just have been enjoying the crap out of it. Now maybe it's because I've been playing a lot of legacy content, so I'm not like partic- being particularly challenged because you know a lot of that stuff is you know it's legacy, so they you know, they change it all to like the base light level or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've been really enjoying it, and then obviously, Stray. I jumped into that. I downloaded it on Tuesday, and then, uh, but I didn't. Tr- I didn't actually start playing it until yesterday. Um, because I just I have this thing where like if I'm gonna get into a new narrative experience, I kind of like starting it on a Saturday morning. That way, like if there's a big long you know, intro sequence or something like that. I don't have to worry about, you know, being halfway through it and then have to leave for work or some shitty like that and and I'm not really a a late night gamer. I don't I mean, I can do it if I'm, you know, up and Sarah's not around or whatever, but more often than not I'm an early morning gamer, so I don't particularly care for starting new games during the week because if if it's like before work or something, I don't want to have to like get up and leave for work in the middle of some introductory thing. So I started playing it on yesterday, Saturday, and uh, it's really charming. I really like it a lot. It's getting good reviews. I'm act- I was actually shocked to see that it has like an eighty four and eighty six on Metacritic. Mm. Um, and I really think that it's a it's a cool game. It's cute. I'm only like maybe. Between two and three hours into it, you're almost done. I know I think. you
0: could... I, what's that? I heard it's a very short game, like four to six hours.
1: Yeah, it, and so, but I'm like fucking searching for everything, and around so trying to collect everything. I'm probably yeah, I'm probably like maybe, I don't know, maybe a third of the way through it. I'm mm. guessing, just guessing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the they. I don't know if you've ever owned a cat, but like. The cat stuff is spot on. It's so cute. I, I really, really like you know everything from, you like there's this, the scene if you if you watch the trailers, you the you see the the cat has a little backpack with a little robot that follows you around. Right. Um, the scene where you get the backpack is so funny because as soon as they put the backpack on the cat, the cat is like crawling around on its stomach, like doing the exact thing that cats do when you put harnesses on them and, and t-shirts and stuff. They, like, lower themselves to the ground and kind of crawl around because they don't like it being on them. It's so it – like, it's obvious that the person that made this game – I know that the cat in the game is based off of, like, the 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 developer – the lead developer's, like, own personal cat or whatever. But it's very clear that in addition to having this neat vision for a game, what is ostensibly like a puzzle platformer uh, – they, it's also very clear that this person really likes cats, yeah. which is – and they put all of that into the game, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, Cool. So, Well, yeah, I'm going to yeah, try to get say- that. I'm probably going to buy up. You haven't played it yet? No, I'm going to buy up my, my thing so I can play this game. And that was something I wanted to bring up because this is on the news point. Um, we'll just talk about it real quick since we're, we'll, we'll jump into the news. But the point we had on here was Stray was released and is available as a free game. So if you're a member of PS Plus Extra, um, you can get this on that. And this got me thinking. Annapurna is a third-party studio. So with the rave reviews and the attention that this game is getting, Jake, do you think it was possibly a misstep to have this game included as a free game right away? And how many people are playing or are paying for the game is my question, and then it's these kind of situations make a tough decision for studios, so would it have gotten the attention it's getting now had they not agreed to have it be a free p s plus extra game, or would they still have gotten the support from Sony that they got so this is like a loaded question, you know what I mean like it's it's mm. it's a very difficult question. We don't know the answer, but i would I would assume that it would not have gotten the attention that it's getting had it not been a PS Plus extra game and I doubt they would have gotten all the support that they've gotten from Sony if that wasn't the plan I'm guessing that if
1: if if they had gotten the marketing and support from Sony but did not have the game as like a PS Plus extra game then it probably would have well, here's the thing. I don't know how well it would sell, just because I think it's like thirty bucks or something like that. That's it's it. not, you know, it's not like super expensive, but it's not super cheap either. Like it's in that like premium indie space, and I, I don't know. Do I think Sony probably made out better than Annapurna on this? Probably, you know, they probably handed a you know a pile of cash to Annapurna for this game. And I think B twelve is the developer. I'm gonna say, um, and in turn, it got on Plus for, and it's probably not there forever. It's probably only there for so many months or whatever, or maybe it is there for a while. I don't know what the <clears throat> what the story is. Well, I'm for definitely the, gonna
0: buy up to extra um, just for this game.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but I will say that you know not everyone is jumping on to the the higher tiers of PS Plus. So, it's not like you have that, however many tens of millions of PS Plus subscribers, they don't all have access to this game. Only the ones that decided to jump up do. And um, also, this game is on PC as well. So, there's still a bunch of people over there that have to purchase the game. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that, you know, and a lot of the. And, and it could be a similar thing to. It's like Rocket League, for example, where Rocket League was a PlayStation Plus game, and it was on PlayStation Plus for a month. And that whole month, everybody talked about Rocket League, Rocket League, Rocket League. And then, as soon as that month was over, the freaking you know the the gate came back down on the game, and people still bought it anyway because it was still in the zeitgeist. Yeah. So does this game have those kind of legs? I don't know because it's a single-player game. It's not a multiplayer game like Rocket League was. But uh, I think people are going to be talking about it for a little bit just because it's interesting. I mean people are t- still talking about fucking Elden Ring and it's basically just a a better Souls game. Right. Now, is this game as good as Elden Ring? I don't know that I would say that. It, it, I guess it depends on your perspective. It's like apples and oranges. but But – Stray is, a, is like, one of the most unique games we've gotten in a very long time. Which is one of the things that I would say that it has over a game like Elden Ring. Elden Ring is great, but it's still very much a Souls game. Whereas, um, you know, Stray is a completely new kind of experience. Mm. It's kind of like... It's kind of like the the last of us where it's like yeah there've been platformers before yeah there've been games where you've played as animals before but nobody's ever really done it like this right and on top of that you know the, the cats are very like lovable internet friendly you know people there's like cat videos and everybody loves cats and all this stuff they're cute and all that i love that. youtube videos um, of
0: cats watching stray yeah.
1: Yeah, I have seen that. And the other thing too is that like for those of for those out there that don't like cats, there's a cute robot that follows you around. So it's like I love cats and all, but as soon as I saw this little robot that you pick up, um I was like, "Man, I want a figurine of this robot." Mm. And I don't even collect figurines. I'll see if
0: I can find a 3D model and we'll print one. I was just like, "Man, that's because it's just
1: this cute this cute little like robot that just floats around and follows you and translates things for you mm-hmm. and helps you solve your puzzles or whatever. But uh and he recharges in your backpack. That's why you have that little backpack that you carry around. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, I don't know. To, but I guess to answer your question, I really don't know. I mean, we you never would you never will can know on something like this. Um I guess like the the one thing that you could maybe f- see if you wanted to really test the waters is release it on Xbox but don't put it on Game Pass and see how well it sells on that ecosystem. I'm curious
0: to see how many copies they've sold.
1: I bet – I mean I would say that I'd be shocked if it wasn't a success for them. Oh, for sure. You know, you know, is it – Is, is, it, is it, it as big of a success a, as it you could know, have been? I think it is. I think this yeah, is the I best
0: situation for them.
1: Yeah, game like instances downloaded of the game. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they breach a million. I I don't see how they couldn't. I mean, the game at least in the circles that you know are in my feed, I guess or whatever. It seems like everybody's talking about it yeah. at least right now.
0: It's also like one of those things too where it's just like even if this game per se doesn't net them a ton of money, now they have a name for themselves. And if they do a stray two with another animal instead, like they want to do a dog, they want to do a rabbit, they want to do a bird, whatever the hell they can do. You know what I mean? I'm sure they could do something like that, like stray two. Now you're a stray dog or. I
1: don't know. I think it'd be challenging to kind of, from a story perspective, to pull off a stray two. (laughs) I, I think that they, like, if they did something, they could do some pretty Wild and interesting things. I haven't beat the game yet, so I'm not yeah. completely up on the story. But it's pretty. It's a pretty interesting kind of world. So I don't know. It could be. It could be pretty weird. I mean, I would, unless the the story begs for an, a sequel. I would rather see them take this type of creativity. And make something new that's just as interesting and just as much in the zeitgeist whenever it comes out. Um, yeah, whatever that is, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it is curious to see what they what they do next. And what they do next is probably a ways off, I would imagine. Um, we'll we'll come back and circle back and do the PlayStation quiz next week. I don't want to do it this week. Um, it's Sunday. It's late, but we will get it in there for you guys next show. But uh, Push Square has one up right now. But uh, let's move on to the next news point, Jake. It's, it's uh, Tekken Bloodlines is going to be a Netflix anime. And uh, there's a trailer for it. This, this is releasing August 18th, 2022. So fine. Cool. You know, it is what it is. Just an FYI, in case you guys are interested in that. And then uh, PlayStation had a Twitter handle called at PlayStation. And what you could do is you could almost get immediate support from them, and you just have to tweet that account and then pose your your question, and then typically you would get a response almost, it seemed like, immediately. I had had several, several situations in which I've done this, and they always would point me in the right direction and then give me a phone number or give me whatever, and it was very, very convenient. But uh, effective August 1st, they are going to be shutting down that Twitter account. And in order to get any kind of support services, you're going to now have to go to PlayStation's support website, and that can be found by navigating to PlayStation.com. So it's kind of a bummer because it was very easy just to tweet, ask PlayStation, and you get, like, whatever answer you needed. Like, for instance, I had an issue with the PlayStation Network in the store when I purchased uh, uh, H- Hell, Hell on Wheels the entire season and then they didn't release the final episode on the PlayStation network, the final episode. So I went like a month without knowing that there was another episode. Then like it was slowly getting spoiled for me. I was like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, Oh yeah, no, there's one more. And I was like, it never showed up on the PlayStation network. So then I tweeted them about it and they're like, Oh shit. You know? Um, and then I got a hold of them and then they gave me a refund. And then I actually had to buy that episode on it on like Amazon or something just so I could finish a series. They never got it uploaded back to it. So anyways, won't be a problem anymore because all the movies and TV shows and stuff on the PSN are um, no longer there as far as I understand. Um, So uh, next, moving on, Jake, um, Digital Extremes, uh, the studio behind the free-to-play title Warframe announced a new title called Soulframe and it's going to focus on melee combat and the title will also be free-to-play. And uh, I was getting some super, super, super major Shadow of the Colossus environment vibes. Like the environment of this game. It just seems so open and out there and kind of cool and pretty. But uh, this game looks kind of cool. And I never got on Warframe in time. Like I didn't hop on when it happened. And then I was just kind of like, if you don't stay with a game like that, then you're just so confused by the time you actually try to play it. You don't know what's what. And uh, with a new game, when they're coming out with it, I'm sure they're going to take all the necessary measures to explain the game mechanics and everything to the new players. So um, Soulframe looks cool. Anything about that, Jake?
1: Um, No, I played a little bit of Warframe whenever it came out because it, it launched with the PS4. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is a cool – game for a launch game it's free you know this is like the beginning of the whole free to play sort of uh when the free to play was still kind of i mean it's still the wild west but like back then it was like there were only so many people doing it um and i i thought it was neat and i and then i i kind of put it down and i never played it again but i've heard that they really really worked on that game and kept working on it and kept working on it and apparently like people fucking love it
0: oh yeah it's supposed to be So
1: rad. So I, you know, I, I, being that it's a free-to-play multiplayer game, it's still likely not for me. But I do think that it's cool whenever a, a company kind of carves out a market for themselves like this, and I hope that they can kind of drag that over into this new rendition of the game. I don't know if it's going to be a sequel or like in the same universe or whatever, or maybe it's just the same game, but. Focusing on a different style of combat or something, I'm not really sure what it's going to end up being. But if it has the same kind of like push and moment, if they can utilize everything they learned from Warframe and push it into this game, mm-hmm. I would guess it'd be pretty successful. Um, unless they kind of unless it ends up splitting their fan base, which could potentially be an issue. But <clears throat> I guess we won't
0: know until we see it come out. It's a good point. Man, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, maybe maybe it'll bring more people in. Instead of uh, dividing and conquering. In an interesting turn of events, the, v- there was some video they had leaked from The Last of Us 1 remake. And it was like the real emotional scene with Joel and his daughter. And then that was a straight up leak. And then one of the video game um, developers at Naughty Dog tweeted how leaks really, really hurt the studio and it's not cool. And then it was like a day or two later. Um, Naughty Dog released like this ten minute trailer thing about about the new Last of Us and all the features, and they showed tons of gameplay footage and tons of accessibility options, and you know bragged about all the cool stuff they're doing. And, and while most of what they showed was looked like a quality of life improvement to the game, so not just graphics, um, haptics. You know, implementing all of that, uh, improving the enemy AI, improving the uh, NPC AI. So Ellie and and, uh, Tess and all the different people that, you know, I don't know, troll around with with you as you play Joel. There's like new AI involved so that the the friendly AI actually know in advance where the enemy AIs are going to be. So when they're actually hiding from them, they don't end up being actually seen. Um, They know where to go. So that was a big issue. The disbelief, you know, um, uh, was broken in The Last of Us 1 because Ellie would just, like, stand up and start, like, scratching her head or playing with her Switchblade or something right in front of an enemy, and they would act like they didn't even see her. So they have fixed that. So that's, like, probably, to me, one of the bigger things that they did with this game. So that's kind of nice... The other thing, Jake, that they did is they did implement all of the accessibility options, as we expected. They had something really interesting. And again, it doesn't affect me, but it's cool, is they have narration now. So it's weird, though, because the voice that they showed really didn't seem to have much of an affect to it. So it was like, Jewel is laying on the couch, and he is tired. And you can look at the watch on his wrist, and now it is cracked. And it's like, Ellie walks into the room and ask Jewel. Blah blah blah, and he's like narrates every scene in the entire game. But it's like, man, that just seems like seems a little overkill. But I guess you might need that. You know what I mean? Depending on you know accessibility, I I don't. I, I guess maybe if you're visu- visually impaired, that would help. Um, it would have to be right for visually impaired gamers, like narration. Yeah. Well. Well, here's the
1: thing. My guess is that it's probably. A lot of these features are probably for people that we don't even necessarily understand their needs. Sure. Sure. There are people out there that have special needs that like 99.99999% of the population can't even begin to understand. Can't even remotely begin and to the f- to Yeah. So like, and, it, and this is something that I've kind of learned a little bit about just having Sarah work with the special needs mm-hmm. kids in school. and. And I know that you did some work with that back in the day too. Sure, and uh, and so to me, it's just like it's cool that they just have all of this stuff. Hundred percent, because because uh, you know, a kid or an adult who goes to maybe a, a child should not be playing this game, but <laughs> like uh, you know, like a grown uh, you know a grown adolescent or like an adult who has special needs they can just switch on the combination of things that suits their right there's so like literally a
0: checklist of what you want it need.
1: to need right and and to me it's like the more things you have the better it's kind of like if you think about just to just dial it back to zero you know if you think about something like the the newest i think it was the newest Tomb Raider game where the difficulty had like – you could select mm. the difficulty for this the story, the difficulty f- – or the, the combat, the difficulty for the puzzles, the difficulty for the platforming. And you could you could change them independently because like let's say you were, you were really good at shooting and, and jumping but you're to, just fucking terrible at puzzles. You can just turn that easy and make everything else hard or do whatever you want. Which you can so scale cool. the game the way that you want. Very, very, I think – Advanced feature that I don't think gets enough attention. Super inclusive nowadays, and uh, I, so like anytime I see stuff like this, and it's just like uh, uh, I, I wish Sony would do something like this. But back in the day, and I don't even say, back in the day it sounds like it was forever ago, but you know, in the Xbox One generation, Microsoft came out with the Xbox Adaptive Controller. I don't know if you ever seen this thing, but it was like an actual controller that they made. For people with all kinds of physical disabilities, and had all kinds of different buttons and joysticks and wheels and sensors, and they could literally mix and match them however they wanted to get a controller that worked with them for their particular disability mm. or need. And so, I just think it's so cool that company that these companies are doing this now because it just means that more people can play games and can kind of be in the conversation and talk about it and and whatever whatever that means. I mean. Hopefully they're they're coming into a positive environment and not into some, you know, not joining the console wars. But I guess one step at a time.
0: Yeah, I agree. So,
1: yeah, but I, as far as the trailer goes, I did watch it, and the problem with the problem with it, the the problem that they're having, I think, is that do I believe that they did sixty to seventy dollars worth of improvements to this game? Yes, I, I personally believe that. The problem is that, one, I'm it's not worth it to me because I don't really care about much of the stuff that they're doing. But the other side of it is that almost everything that they've done to this game to make it better is generally transparent. So – you know, the the game the additional gameplay improvements, the AI improvements, the even to a certain extent, like the moment to moment gameplay, the graphical improvements, when you're not talking about cutscenes, you're talking about like in-game mm-hmm. stuff. Like, when you're playing, most of that is going to be transparent. So I can see somebody who hasn't played The Last of Us the first Last of Us in a long time, pay seventy dollars for this game and play it and be like that didn't seem that much different. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, the cutscenes look awesome, but the game, the moment-to-moment gameplay, didn't really seem that much different. And it probably is a lot different. But a lot of the improvements, it's like one of those things where, like, uh, you know, like like they say, like if if the voice acting in a game is good, you don't even notice it, right? But if it's bad, you definitely notice right. it. Right. It's one of those things. It's like – yeah. So like this could be one of those things where all of the goodness that they're putting into this game is not noticeable. Right. Because it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's that's very unfortunate for them but that's, because I
0: – That's also a very Naughty Dog way to approach something too. It's like they're just yeah, – they're I just, so good at what they do. They're like – it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that was there but – Now that we have a – like you need a comparison video to realize that the change has been made.
1: Well, and Naughty Dog for some reason is now like the – the internet is trying to find ways to shit on them since The Last of Us Part 2. And I don't really understand why. I mean I have my own personal gripes with The Last of Us Part 2, but that game is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you can't sit here and tell you. You may complain about the story, this, that, or whatever. Or maybe you know you're like me and you have an issue with the length of the game. Yeah. But you can't sit here and say that that isn't one of the most impressive
0: video games ever I, made. Dude, I've played it twice now. My second playthrough was much better than my first.
1: Yeah, I think it's almost like once you know, once like the shock has worn you off, it twice you play back through it. I have not. i oh. I've been I've been wanting to I've been thinking about um, thinking about doing that, but have they released a PS5 patch for it yet?
0: I don't even know. It I, plays. I don't know if they have or the or not. PS5. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, it's I'm so sure it's good. Fine, but all right. Yeah, well, let's move past know. last of us. We talked a lot about it. Um, interesting. So Avatar uh, the game being uh, devel- uh sorry, um, developed by Ubisoft um, it has been delayed. Um, it's not going to be released now alongside the upcoming movie, Avatar The Way of the Water. So this is interesting. I think they said 2023 maybe now. So this game's definitely getting pushed the fuck back. So just an FYI, in case you were interested in this game, um, not going to be released. I will,
1: I will say since we're talking about Ubisoft, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Because I don't know if you saw there's there is another news report that – they just canceled like four games. Yeah, I saw that. But they had in development. They canceled a, a Ghost Recon Frontline, which the last two Ghost Recon games didn't really take off. So I guess I liked them. Really I surprised me. I liked the one. I think that they were good. They played well. We played Wildlands That's together a couple I times. I didn't and it play was pretty the good. Break Breakpoint. Breakpoint, I think it was. Yeah. Um, two, two and then they two unannounced games, which we don't even know what they were. So whatever. They're, maybe they a piece of shit. But I was really curious that they were developing a Splinter Cell VR game, which I thought would be super cool, like in VR, to be like a stealth game like that. Imagine, you know, you're putting on the night vision goggles and you're crawling through the grates and, yeah. and you're sneaking up on people. Yeah. Like I think that that would be totally dope, but apparently it's canceled. So I don't know what's going on with Ubisoft, but they're uh, – Well, they handled Sounds like they're trimming some fat over they there. They
0: handed a lot of games over to PS Plus Extra. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, they did. Maybe, maybe Sony contracted them for a special, special game or something, and they had to put their other maybe. projects aside. Um, just speculating, listeners. Anyways, July twenty sixth. Um, We'll see GTA Online getting a new story mode called Criminal Enterprises. I have not jumped back into this game since I unlocked. I've been talking. I talked about it for probably four months trying to get the Dr. Dre missions. I haven't done anything past the golf cart mission, which is the first one. So I need to get back in there. But anyways, uh, it says the southern San Andreas economy is in crisis Gas prices have spiked to their highest levels in decades. Retail supply chains are in turmoil, and to top it off, a ferocious heat wave is gripping the state. Executives, bikers, nightclub owners, and gun runners are making the most of the chaotic conditions. Meanwhile, the sudden spike at the pumps has caught the attention of the IAA, who suspect the corrupt Duggan petrochemical family are rigging the system in their favor. And they're going to need you to help them put the pieces together. So sounds awesome. It's like more single player shit, like just to do in this Seems game. Timely, yeah, very timely. What a great narrative. Gas prices and shit.
1: Um, it's like Simpson level that's shit. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Are you still playing GTA Online? Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I haven't dealt. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go back into it. L, Lj, the dude I was playing with. Um, had like they were like working on getting a new home and stuff and, and moving and all kinds of relocation and stuff. So my my dude popped out of the picture for a little bit and uh if he's listening, we got to get into that and do some some uh, Dre missions LJ. But uh we need to go back in and check out and see what all this is about. This criminal enterprises stuff. I've got all kinds of executive suites and stuff now. I'm hanging out with Dr. Dre and everybody. It's life is good. <laughs> Look at that. So that's Your, all we have uh, for the news. Did you have any other
1: news because – Yeah, I had some stuff. OK. I had some stuff. So um first, I don't know if you saw, but Sony announced that they're planning to acquire this website, repeat.gg.
0: Yeah, no, Which I know.
1: is a – it's a platform for eSports. So obviously they, they acquired – um Oh fuck! What's the fighting game one? Evo. Um, e- Evo. Evo. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. my brain's so, not working right right now. So and and with these new like this new hardware they're coming out with the new in zone monitors and and stuff. They're they're clearly very interested in doing esports. And apparently this this website, uh, just a quote, Video Games Chronicle. It's designed to make esports more accessible. And lets users compete in free and paid entry tournaments for popular games like Fortnite, mm. Warzone, League of Legends, PUBG, Dota Two. So it's a platform where people can literally, you know, enter into esports. So that's pretty neat. I mean Sony's now kind of they're 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 making a serious play for the esports market. And I think it's smart of them because esports is only gonna get bigger. I mean it's already pretty big but it's only going to get bigger as, as, as the rise of streaming happens oh, yeah. and as the people that – like people are growing up with this stuff now. So pretty soon like – it wouldn't surprise me if in 20 years like there's some fucking Super Bowl of – war zone or some shit where like it's all virtual reality you know, shit
0: and people running you know there's
1: these- going to be like hundreds of thousands millions of people like watching this fucking esports event online or something like that um and i know that that it already is there in some capacity but it's pretty cool that they're i don't particularly care for esports i don't really like watching other people play games um so this doesn't really do anything for me, but I think it's cool that they like they're. It's very clear that they have a the str- strategy with this, which is which is kind of always neat to see just from an outside perspective. Um, the next thing that I that I wanted to uh, just bring up was they, there's a new trailer out for the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. I don't know if you've seen this. No, but uh, so it. Includes the the expansion called Winter's Expansion, which is the one we talked about in the past, where you can play as Ethan Winters. It's they have third person mode and all that. Um, so that's not out. In addition to no, 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 it doesn't come out until October. Okay. So in addition to the third person mode, they're gonna have they have a mercenaries mode, I guess, in it right now called Additional Orders. Yeah, I've tried to play Um, it. Yeah. So, and it's I I I don't know if it's like a like a horde mode kind of.
0: It's exactly what it is. There's levels. So the way it works is yeah, there's different levels. The first level you just have to like survive so long, and then um, it'll be like congratulations. And it's like a very much like a zombies mode. But there's something kind of interesting about it that as you, as you, I feel it's been a while. But I felt like there was some sort of leveling up mechanic to it. Each level, yeah, you like powering up your guy, your character a little oh, bit. sure. So it made that it kind sense. of fun.
1: Um. So they've announced that this this expansion is going to introduce three new player playable characters, which are Chris Redfield, Lady Dimitrescu, and uh, Heisenberg. So you'll get to play as the the big vampire lady, Ooh. the uh, werewolf guy with the hammer, and then uh, Walter White,
0: Chris Redfield. Oh, that yeah. Heisenberg. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing was is that there is going to be a a, a new single player thing, which is really cool. exciting. Where you're playing as the daughter, uh, the daughter. Yeah. So Zoe? I don't know anything about the story, so I didn't read much about it. I
0: think um,
1: Zoe. Uh, Rose.
0: Rose. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. So if you guys. I need to – before this comes out, I need to play Resident Evil Village. I've got Or you. maybe I'll just buy the gold version when it comes out and just play all of it. But Just borrow my uh, copy. I don't know how much I'm interested in the horde mode but definitely in the, the main game and the story and I'll be interested in the DLC probably as well. It's right. It would be awesome. The reason why I kind of want to hang on until – because one, it will be right around uh, Halloween, which would be cool. Yeah. But two is I'd love to jump right into the story DLC for it and not have to like wait you know what I mean? Because that's always the big thing for me is like playing a single player game, and then a year later the DLC comes out, and, and you know, it's like what was uh,
0: going on, right. you know.
1: So uh, continuing on, just a couple of couple of more things here. Um, so some of this stuff I'm just gonna kind of drop. I don't know that's if you've fine. seen like Bungie. Bungie has been suing like people who've been essentially cheating on their services and scamming their employees and doing all this shit. Like Sony, like Bungie is one of the few companies that have like actively gone after people and like made examples of them and not like in the they're just being dicks kind of way, like they're actually picking people that are legit legitimately harming their business yeah. and litigating against them. And uh the most recent one was there's a Destiny 2 streamer named Luca Leone who keeps getting banned from Destiny, and he keeps making new accounts, and he and he keeps getting banned for cheating, 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 and uh, so they're going to court, and they're going to Apparently, him. apparently, the company is seeking damages at an amount to be proven at trial, or alternatively, statutory damages of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars wow. for each copyrighted work infringed. And the company is also entitled to statutory damages of $2,500 for each time this guy used cheat software in Destiny 2. That's really interesting. So I don't know what that – like they're going to have to prove how many times he used it and all this kind of stuff. But if this guy was playing like daily and streaming and using this cheat software as he was doing it, and maybe like that's the fucking evidence is mm. that they have like archived videos of him streaming this stuff. Like this guy is probably going to get nailed to the fucking wall. I mean there's
0: How do you feel uh, about remember, that? Do you think that that the, the ethics of it? Do you do you think that that's fine? Do you think that they should be doing that? I mean that? they're 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 actively
1: they're actively damaging the the product. Yeah, you know, people don't want to play as much on PC. People. Yeah, because people don't want to play as much on PC because of these cheaters that are running right. around, just fucking destroying the, the experience. So it's actively damaging Bungie's product. And I, I'm not saying that they should they should nickel and dime every fucking person that uses cheat software or whatever. I don't think that that's the thing. But if you've got someone who's and oh, to be to be clear. The other reason why they're going after this guy specifically is he's like making death threats to Bungie employees.
0: Oh yeah, that's messed up. So it's I'll not
1: just like him cheating; he's like threatening Bungie employees and, and all this stuff. Yeah, so it's to be fair, this guy's a dick. Um, and you know we—I think we covered a a, an art, a a news point a while ago about Bungie filing a lawsuit for like seven and a half million dollars for a YouTuber that like remember there's that YouTuber that like impersonated a Bungie employee and like made all this content and everything. Yeah, I think I heard I don't know if you remember like this that. at all. Yeah. But uh, they they're they're like they're trying they're suing that guy for seventy six or seven million six hundred dollars and then recently Destiny settled a lawsuit, meaning they won or sorry, Bungie settled a lawsuit against a Destiny two cheat company. So a company that makes cheats for Destiny had to pay Destiny or had to pay Bungie thirteen point five million dollars in damages. So Destiny is not or God, I keep mixing them up. Bungie, Bungie is not only going after these things, but they're actually winning them.
0: Yeah,
1: which is pretty wild. That is and wild. As, as we talked about last way last week. They're now a, a Sony partner, so Sony's probably going to back them up on. Dude,
0: this, well, here's the thing. Which the I have world, to imagine. Dude, the world is so out of control. Like I, I've gone on, <laughs> dude. I've gotten on my soapbox before. It's just about like. Where we're at in the world, like, everybody wants what they want and they want it now. Like, the immediacy of the world. Nobody wants to work to get good scores in video games now. Like, it's just so much more fun to cheat and ruin other people's times. Dude, like, why is this a thing? Like, like, I, I can understand it being, like, a brand new online gamer, let's say 1996... You know, playing Duke Nukem 3D on dial-up. Like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna hack the shit out of that game when I'm doing one-on-one with my buddy over the uh, over the modem. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna do whatever yeah. I can to just troll them. But it's someone I know and they're a friend, and uh, you know, it's 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 a relationship I have with that person. So, you know, we go to school the next day and I would be joking around about it or they would be joking around about it, you know, and they would troll me all the time. And that was right when online gaming was a thing. And that was fun because it wasn't about in the moment. It was about bragging rights the next day in high school or junior high, being like, dude, I fucking... It was friends. Yeah, as thing. friends. But like to do this to people that you don't know and to go through the lengths and efforts in the stakes to just to give yourself an anti to like ruin somebody else's experience to get a laugh out of it or to get some streams out of it dude there's just there's a tilt there's it, it, you know it's funny because like I truly I truly think you know the saying that was like oh I sound like my parents talking like this but I do think that there is a general trend in like people just being slightly more fucking assholeish in the world Maybe not. Maybe there's more people. I, I, I think that honestly
1: the problem is that the internet rewards trolling. And so the internet does. rewards – it rewards people who play pranks on – I mean – Look at just like fucking five seconds of TikTok. Yeah, it's it's like people people fucking with pranks on each other and like now granted, you know, there's always been shit like, you know, back in the day they had candid camera and all this kind of stuff and and punked and all this shit, but like I don't know. It's just it's it's like a wildfire I feel
0: like it's in the spirit of the pranks and in the spirit of what you're doing, right? So like I feel like Candid Camera punked with Ashton Kutcher. Even the jackass guys doing dumb shit, they were always laughing together, even with the people they were fucking with. They would get them to laugh and be like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, this is fun. You guys yeah. got me. Ha. You know what I mean? Every once in a while you get someone who is like fired up about it, about getting like made a fool of or get it. You know what I mean? But now yeah. I feel like people don't know when to stop. Like, they just take it to the nth degree, to the next level. Oh, this guy fucking put their wife in fucking concrete and put her in there overnight and videotaped it. And then they had to get a dump truck or whatever, like a backhoe to dig her out. And then the next guy's like, oh, shit, that was hilarious. But I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to put her in a bathtub and, like, fucking all these fucking. I'm just giving an example. That shit didn't happen. But, like, you do something fucking so extreme. Someone's going to see that and be like, I can one up that. I'm going to fucking go even harder. Right. And then people start getting fucking hurt and people, it's not fun anymore. It's more about like, look at me instead of like, here's a funny thing that we're doing. It's, it's, it's gotten to that level, man. We're like, just shit is not even funny anymore. It's just like, I saw this video of this guy, like he, he, uh, he would like run up to people like in the supermarket and, like, we just start doing fucking backflips. Like, doing all this shit. And people were just looking at him like, what the fuck, man? And then he'd laugh and, like, run away. And he just did this. And it was, like, this video over and over and over. It popped up on my Instagram for some reason. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why? Like, that's not even yeah. funny. Like, it's just, okay, cool. Congrats. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Moral of the story is people are jerks. So just a couple Dude. just a couple quick things that close it off. You got me worked up. You, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but... Longtime Naughty Dog and co-developer of The Last of Us or co-lead of The Last of Us, Bruce Straley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after five years away from video game development, is now starting a new studio called Wildfire Interactive, and it seems like he wants to make really interesting games. I mean, it, it, it's we have no idea what he wants to do. Well, it's but a game like what he's going to never do, seen right? before, right? But he, it sounds like he wants to do like. I would want to say like stray esque type shit where he wants to do stuff that's new and innovative and interesting and he says small ish so that might mean you know like a tier um, kind of like middle budget kind of games which is cool so keep an eye out for that and probably won't have anything for like five years but at least we know it's coming and Bruce Straley was the I think he was the director so uh, what's his name Druckmann. Neil Druckmann was the creative director of The Last of Us, and uh, Bruce Straley was like the technical director.
0: Something. So he
1: he was the one that was into like a lot. He did a lot of the you know like the the actual technical prowess of that game is because of him. So I'll be interested to see what he comes up with. Uh, And finally, I don't know. You probably didn't experience this at all, but remember I was talking about how if I got extra, the PS Plus extra. I wanted to get the Final Fantasy VII Remake integrated so that I could play the Yuffie DLC because yes. I hadn't played it. So I went to do this and it wouldn't let me because I already owned Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> and they didn't have just the DLC on the Extra, they, on PS Plus Extra. They only had the bundle. So because I already owned the game, it would not let me download it. And it was like a big thing online. Well, apparently Sony has remedied this, and now if you own it, you can actively uh, download the Intergrade
0: – not nothing. the
1: Integrate, the whatever the fucking intermission expansion is with with UFI. Yeah. So I plan on getting
0: that to play at some point. But that's all I have. All right. Well, is a pretty interesting week of news, Jake. Thanks for throwing those last tidbits out. I've been trying to keep track of the news throughout the week to make it a little easier for us, so we weren't rushing around last minute. And it's still 9 o'clock on a Sunday night, and we got to work in the morning. So let's wrap things up. New games coming out this week. July 26th, we're getting Mozart, Requiem on PS4, Multiverses on PS5, PS4, and Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town on PS5. July 27th, we will see Arsonist Heaven, PS5, PS4, and Path of Titans on PS5, PS4. July 28th, we're getting Loot Light, one word, PS5. July 29th, we're going to be getting Digimon Survive on PS4, and we're also getting RimWorld Console Edition, PS5. Maybe a basketball game, I hope. What we need is a new NBA Jam. They brought it back at one point. and I mean, it was It's been awesome. a long time now. It was so good. You could it? play the Beastie Boys. You could be the Beastie Boys in NBA Jam, dude. It was so good. Remember NBA cool. Jam, like, you could unlock characters by typing in cheat codes? That was, like, part yeah. of the fun. You just had to know the code. You could get, like, all these crazy people. I think, like, in one of the original NBA Jams, you could be, like, presidents and stuff. Um, yeah. You could be, like... Dude, that game was so good. I used to rent that on Super Nintendo <laughs> you know, all the time.
1: Dude, that game was awesome. Yeah. It was so
0: fun. <laughs> don't they make a new
1: NBA Jam? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the same reason probably they haven't made a new NFL Blitz. I mean, it's, oh, like, man. those games were dope, but I don't know that... I, it's one of those things where it, they could make a new one and it could sell millions of copies or they could make a new one and it will flop like Rock Band 4 did.
0: If they make so, it just like the original but with updated graphics and they don't tweak much of the gameplay, it would sell like hotcakes because you can't even get online and like on PSN and look for NBA Jam. There is none. You can't get it. I don't even
1: think they should make updated graphics. They should just make it exactly the same just as the original. Just re-release it.
0: Just put it on the PSN so I could get NBA Jam and play as the Beastie Boys. That'd be so awesome. That game was so fun. Ah, so good. All those dunks were so crazy from like half court and shit. It was so fun. Yeah. From downtown. And then the crowd noise is like, and then you break the backboard and shit. And there were like camera flashes in the background, (laughs) just two on two, just fucking hooping. That's one thing, I'm gonna buy a basketball, I've decided. I'm gonna I, I I wrote Nate and I asked him, I said, Hey man, I was thinking like do you have a basketball? And he was like, No, why? And I was like, it just sounds like it'd be fun to shoot hoops and he goes, Yeah, it actually does sound like really, really good time. And I wrote you and you didn't resp- respond I, like, you got, you- I did respond to Did you he, what'd you say? You don't you- have one? You said no, maybe. I, I don't know what you said. You might have thought it. I don't remember getting a response. I'm not trying to call you out. I just think it's a ridiculous question that I had. I like, dude, do you have a basketball I can have? I think it's this guy that I wrote. It was like, dude, do you have a basketball I yeah,
1: can I re- have? I re- I resp- yeah, you said, you said, do you have a basketball I can have? And I responded. I said, I said, WTF, just buy one. They're probably like 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. I
0: didn't even see your response. Yeah. It's so true, though. Yeah, they're probably so cheap. I've got two courts within walking distance of my house. Dude, I'd love to fucking shoot around. I suck. I suck so bad. But if I could get a court to myself just to shoot around, man, that would be a blast. There you go. I haven't shot a basketball in ages. Anyway, let's get out of here, man. Let's, let's quit for the day. We're done. It's Sunday. This has been episode 233 of PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and to our patro- patrons out there. Thank you for continuing to support this ridiculous show that we have. Go listen to the new John Moreland record. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. We'll catch you next week. So like Necromunda hired gun, need for speed 2022, and nobody saves the world. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.